Today on our Leashcast, I talk to Dr. Christian Bush about his new book. We talk about serendipity, we talk about luck, we talk about innovation, and of course, leadership. We also talk about cleaning your potatoes in the washing machine, but don't worry, it does make sense. Also to let you know that this interview is recorded outside, so it doesn't have the quality of our normal interviews, but it does have the lovely ambience of London's South Bank. Let's see what Dr. Christian has to say. I'm here in the grounds of the Tate Modern in uh, beautiful sunny London with Dr. Christian Bush. Uh, you are in London to talk about your new book. Tell me about your new book. Yeah, well, it's called Connect the Dots, The Art and Science of Creating Good Luck. And it's all about saying, look, usually when we think about luck, we think about it as something that just happens to us, right? It's, it's passive, it's kind of, you know, being born into a nice family, stuff that we can't really pick. But, but serendipity, the, the smart luck that I'm very interested in, is about seeing a little bit more in the unexpected than others and then connecting the dots and doing something with it. So, you know, take an example, uh, you know, imagine you're in a coffee shop and you have erratic hand movements like I do, then you spill a lot of coffee, right? So imagine you spill coffee over someone, that person looks at you slightly annoyedly, but you sense there might be something there. You don't know what it is, but you sense there might be something there. Now you have a couple of options, right? One is you just say, I'm so sorry, you walk outside and then you think, ah, what could have happened had I spoken with that person. Option number two, you start that conversation and that person turns out to become the love of your life, your co-founder, you name it. The point is our reaction to the unexpected, us making the accident meaningful is what creates that kind of serendipity. And so when you look back on your life, you'll see that a lot of those moments that you thought might just have been lucky, you actually had a role in it and, and you made that happen. And so the book really is about saying, what's a science-based framework for cultivating this smart luck so that we can all have more of that in our lives? Right. I mean, it's a fascinating subject and it's certainly not some, a way that I've looked at this uh, from this point of view before. How can you, is there, is there kind of a desired audience or, or desired readership type of person who you think would get something out of this book? How could you translate it, say, to HR or L&D departments and how could they use luck, as it were, in their work? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I work a lot with, with HR departments and, and the kind of key idea always is, look, if you're a person in this fast-changing world, you got to build a, you need to build a muscle for the unexpected. You need to be able to continuously see opportunity in unexpected moments and do something with it. And so this is a book that helps them to essentially build that muscle for the unexpected. So it's, you know, in training programs, people use it for saying, hey, look, this is how I can help people, uh, you know, be uh, not only anxious about the unexpected, but actually kind of do something with it. Um, we work also a lot around innovation. So if you think about how up to 50% of innovations and inventions happen serendipitously, it happens, something goes wrong and then someone's like, you know what, maybe we can do something with that. And so a lot of this is around innovation with innovation managers also saying, how do we work around this in terms of helping companies be more innovative? Um, and then the third group is really around saying, how do people themselves create their own kind of meaningful life, right? And and because a lot of times when you look at the unexpected, you see it as a threat. You see it as something that kind of gives you anxiety. I grew up in Germany. It gives me anxiety to have the unexpected happen, uncertainty. But then you realize, oh, wow, a lot of times the unexpected can be a source of joy, of meaning, of, of, of all the potential out there. And so companies are mostly excited about what are practices we can do to allow our employees to do more with the unexpected. So to give you an example, it's simple stuff like, asking people in the weekly meeting what surprised you last week where then people might be like oh it surprised me that you know people used our product differently or it surprised me that this and this and i'll give you an example the potato washing machine potato washing machine is a couple of years ago in china a company i've been working with one of the largest white goods producers in the world and they receive calls from farmers 
and the farmers told them, your crappy washing machine is always breaking down. Well, why is it breaking down? We're trying to wash our potatoes in it and it doesn't seem to work. So what would we usually do? We'll probably say, well, that's not part of our plan. Like our plan is that we sell clothes washing machines, right? And usually we'll probably you know, try to educate them and say, don't wash your potatoes. They did the opposite. They said, you know what, that's unexpected, but there's probably a lot of farmers in China and the world that have a similar problem. So why don't we build in a dirt filter and make it a potato washing machine? And that's how the potato washing machine became one of the products. Why am I saying this? Because HR, you know, when you think about HR, what's HR about? HR is about recruiting people who are able to do more in this world, right? So some companies even ask, you know, do you consider yourself to be lucky in when they take on people just to kind of understand is that someone who's able to cope with the unexpected. But then also really kind of when you think about training programs, it's a lot about the new types of leadership that are required in this world is a lot about saying, how am I able to, to cope with the unexpected? That brings me on to my next question, actually, which is something else that you uh, gets mentioned in the book and that you're a specialist in is purpose-driven leadership. What is, is, is it not all leadership purpose-driven or is this a particular kind of uh, stratum of like leadership thinking? What's, what's going, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, well, it's really saying, how do we as a company play a role in society that is more than just making money and, and doing somehow well in what we're doing and really kind of become part of tackling the challenges that are out there, which obviously, you know, for HR is, is a key concern in terms of getting the best talent, but also retaining the best talent, right? It's one thing to retain, uh, to, 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 to have someone join for a year or two, but actually having them over time stay at the company. We've seen that that a lot of times depends on that they really buy into the bigger purpose of the company. And so, you know, everyone nowadays talks about purpose, but we've seen a huge disconnect between the narrative of purpose. So in terms of, yes, we're, you know, such a great company tackling the sustainable development goals and doing all these big things. But when you go into the office on Monday morning as an employee, you don't necessarily feel that. And so you disconnect and you might even become cynical about it. And so a lot of our work is about saying, how do you integrate that into the day-to-day? -day? So if you say you're a company like MasterCard and you say, I want to get 500 million people into the financial system, which now shifts it from being a traditional kind of you know, financial capabilities company towards actually like solving a big problem also for people who, you know, societally were uh, uh, not included. Um, that's a great purpose. But now in the day to day, how do people work on this? How do we make sure that if we promote people or whenever we promote people, that's part of the promotion system? How do we incentivize people to do that? So how do we pay them along those lines? Do, do we celebrate people who, who, who really relate to that purpose versus those people who just, you know, make the most sales and stuff like that? And so it's really kind of, in a way saying, how do we break down purpose from this kind of ephemeral uh, abstract thing to the day-to-day -day reality of people, um, so to incentivize them to really kind of stay and, and be excited. So now you've, you've tackled luck, the idea of serendipity, uh, other kind of ephemeral ideas of, of the cosmos. What's next? What's the, what's the next book or is that too far ahead? Well, it's fascinating because I think this topic you know, a lot of our work over the last 10 years, um, especially with large companies, you know, we just finished a study with, with over 40 CEOs of large companies, the Procter & Gamble's of the world. And we sat down and we tried to understand what is it that makes you truly successful? And it always goes back to the, the same themes, which is they want to figure out how can I be a strong leader? How can I kind of portray this, this, this idea that, hey, we are in this together, but at the same time, build that muscle for the unexpected. And so, you know, to be honest, my life for the next five to 10 years is dedicated to saying, how do we take that serendipity mindset that we've seen work with those big companies, but also in the day-to-day -day life of people that gives them so much joy and meaning and, and success, and how do we essentially 
bring that into different contexts? How do we understand how that, what that means for, you know, psychology? Like I've had psychologists reaching out and saying, oh my God, this is a key way for me to help uh, patients decrease anxiety because it's kind of like, you know, it gives them joy in, uh, to the unexpected or parents, you know, saying, oh my God, this um, uh, is a way to reconnect with my kids because it kind of is all about meaningful connection. So I think the next years are a lot about saying, when we know that a serendipity mindset works, like what is it in different areas where it works more? And I think that's also the invitation to, to your listeners in terms of saying, you know, there's, there's, there's so much scope to be done here. Um, and, you know, to me, this is a lot about saying, how are we more truthful about how life works, right? Because everyone's always like, yeah, this is the strategy, this is the plan, and then exactly this and exactly this. This is not how life works, and we all know it. And so this is about saying, here's a vocabulary for how life actually unfolds, and it's not passive, it's actually an active approach to leadership and to cultivating that sound. Wonderful stuff. Christian, thank you so much. Thank you.